This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thanksgiving. Wow. It is hard to believe that we are at this time of year of gathering with family and friends to celebrate and enjoy a lot of food. But as I record this, it is Thanksgiving 2023, and uh, it's exciting time of the year. And it's exciting for me this year, just so you know, because I am a Denver Broncos fan, uh, first and foremost, when it comes to the National Football League, and they are horrible this year. But my second favorite team is the Detroit Lions, who are in first place in their division, And that might make for a great Thanksgiving Day football game because the Detroit Lions, who are exciting to watch on Thanksgiving in a year, uh, might be extra exciting this year that they're doing great. So go Lions. But it is that time of year again to, to pause and to truly reflect on what we have to be thankful for. And in today's podcast, we will look at examples of justice that have been realized And how we can look to them as examples. We can also give God thanks that there's a lot of examples in history of justice being realized. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at the beautiful things, the positive things. We're going to look at justices throughout history that have, or injustices rather, that have been corrected and where justice has prevailed. And from that, you know, learn some examples. But just to pause and say, thank you, God that we do see just societies created in our world. Now, I think of the first injustice that has haunted humans from the beginning, and that is the injustice of slavery, where one person is a master over another person, especially in terms of ownership. I think of the story of the nation of Israel. The Israelites were in slavery to Egypt during the ancient Egyptian empire uh, in Moses' day and a few centuries even before Moses was born. Israel entered into this slavery to Egypt. But notice that in this, you've got 360 years. If you think about that, that is a really long time, three and a half centuries of brutal slavery by the Egyptians over the Israelites. And yet God started with just one person, Moses. And this person, Moses, was willing to obey, and then God took it from there. And really, it just starts with one person. I think in more modern times, the story of human slavery, uh, you know, throughout history and then in America— And God, again, started with one person, Abraham Lincoln, who was willing to obey, and then it went from there. Now, it's interesting to note that Abraham Lincoln was born in Kentucky and spent a lot of his time on the Indiana frontier. And so 
in many ways, Abraham Lincoln went against his own culture in order to do what he did in, in leading the charge of setting slaves free. That, to me, speaks volumes and goes way deeper than the typical story around Abraham Lincoln, the fact that he was going against his own culture to do this. Now, I know these are oversimplified stories I just looked at, and there's other people involved in the process, but the principle's still there. God takes one person like you who's willing to obey, and then God takes it from there. Another one, and this is one I want to share, kind of rehash this story because I was uh, shared it a few months ago, maybe a year ago. And how women gained rights in Kenya. You know, the sad part is that it's very difficult for women to get ahead in the Kenyan culture. But uh, there were these two women, and I had shown you, read you the, the full story. But there were these two women on Lake Nakuru, which is a large lake in north central Kenya. And they wanted to work in a boat on the lake, and we're talking a, a massive lake, and they want to work on this boat for the purpose of safety and security. So there are people on boats certified by the government to go out onto Lake Nakuru and to, uh, to you know, help people that are endangered and enforce the laws and so on. These women wanted to do that. They wanted to patrol the lake. And they just did it every day, but they weren't supposed to in being women. So these women go out day after day and they're told, you know, because they're women by the others that they can't be out there. They shouldn't be out there. And uh, they didn't listen. <laughs> they just kept doing it because as women, they wanted to do this. And they also understood the importance uh, of gaining rights for women and opening a doorway for women and for justice for women in Kenya. And people kept opposing them, and they just kept showing up. They just ignored the oppositional voices and kept showing up, and they became very successful at what they did in saving lives, uh, enforcing laws, and they really opened up a doorway uh, in Kenya for women. So we can give thanks to God for using these two women for women's rights and liberation in Kenya. One story of a just society's creator I want to give thanks for this year is, is Father Greg Boyle in Los Angeles. I've been and worked with uh, the parish in East Los Angeles that Father Greg Boyle had come to as a priest, I believe back in the 1980s. And he created Homeboy Industries. And what the problem was is there was a lot of injustice going on in, in the gang life in East Los Angeles. And a lot of shootings, kids being shot and killed, just an incredible amount of problems and homelessness uh, and various things. So Father Greg Boyle said, you know, I'm going to do something about this. So he starts riding his bike around the neighborhood and people would ask him, you know, like, what, what are you doing riding this around the neighborhood? And he said, well, this is my neighborhood too. And so he began to, to 
reach out to gang members and over time created homeboy industries where people that want out of the gang, they get a job. And he's very well known now. He travels all over speaking. Uh, you can probably find him on YouTube. Um, and I and been to the parish and, you know, in the evenings, they rearrange the sanctuary so the homeless can sleep inside the sanctuary at night. Uh, the story I was told by one of the priests there is that they were doing this, rearranging the sanctuary in the evenings. And there was a big stink about it in the neighborhood. And so uh, there was a town hall meeting called and there was this town hall meeting in the sanctuary and people complaining, you know, about the homeless being allowed to sleep there. Parishioners not liking it. And apparently this old lady that was like 90 years old or something, she was like the, the matriarch of the parish. And people would say, oh, the homeless caused the sanctuary to stink. And she stood up in that town hall meeting and said, it smells like roses to me. Wow. She had the right perspective because she knew that by the parish allowing the homeless to sleep there. And yes, their bodies stank, but to God, it was a sweet smell because of the obedience of his children in serving his homeless children. And so I love that story, uh, injustices of gangs, the injustices of homelessness happening there in East LA. And yet again, where are we starting? One person, Father Greg Boyle, being obedient, and then God takes it from there. And now they have a great ministry going on there in Los Angeles. I think of adoption. You know, it's a sad injustice when parents either cannot care for their children or are not willing to. Maybe there's drugs involved with the parents. But for whatever reason, parents either abandon their children or they give them up for adoption. And there are many people who have no ties to these children, but they spend their money they give their time and they give the next many years of their life to adopting these children and making their, these children their very own. And so these children are given the opportunity to grow up in a stable, comfortable, and solid home. And I was thinking of a, a man who I met a few years ago who was an admiral in the Navy. He was retired from the Navy, and he adopted gang members here in Oregon. And he, he uh, adopted, uh, uh, he was a, a black man, he adopted black gang members, and he would bring them into his home, but he would have a, an interview with them. He's like, look, here's the rules of my home. I, I, I run a very orderly home, and you will be given love, and you will be given respect, but you're going to respect in return, and I'm going to raise you to be the right kind of person, and can you handle that or not? You know, and I was like 30, I think, different young men that they adopted over the years, him and his wife, and they adopted him, took him in their home, and now they're successful. And he was telling about the how they have solid families now, they're successful in their careers, and they're uh, contributing to society. You see, adoption is a way to create a just society. 
He created a just society with the injustice of gangs in Oregon. He created a just society right in his home, right where he was with what he had to work with. He took his skills from being an admiral in the Navy, incorporated them into his home, and he created justice for, I believe, is around 30 or so young men who got out of the gangs and now live successful lives with very solid families of their own now. Beautiful story. Adoption. Have you ever thought of that? You know, we, we talk about the injustice of abortion. Well, are you willing to tell those moms just to walk up to them and say, look, I know you're getting abortion. Will you go ahead and have the baby and uh, we will adopt the child and we'll even let you be involved in the child's lives, but we'll raise them if you're not able to. So instead of a coming from a standpoint of judgment, you're coming from a standpoint of love and mercy and the standpoint of a solution to the problem. And then speaking of abortion, I think of my friend, Kevin uh, Williams. I told, texted Kevin, I said, now, Kevin, on my podcast this week, I'm going to be talking about you behind your back. He said, well, go for it. <laughs> and Kevin's actually going to be a guest here in a few weeks with us on the podcast. But Kevin is... Uh, and I don't want to get too deep in the story because he's going to be a guest. You'll h- hear the full story. But he uh, serves uh, women who are facing the tough choice of having an abortion in Fort Collins, Colorado. And daily, every day, he's there uh, at the Planned Parenthood in Fort Collins, Colorado. And rather than being a screamer, yeller, all those things, he is just lovingly showing women there is a better choice. And he, we've lost count of the countless children's, unborn children's lives that's been saved. I get texts from him constantly, sends out group texts, baby save, baby save. This baby got saved day, and he'll talk about the woman, her needs. He sets up baby registries. So if the woman says, okay, I'm going to have the baby, but I don't have what it takes to take care of the baby. He creates baby registries so that people from all over the country can, can, can buy things, tells their stories, gets people praying, you know, and, and he just, he, he puts his feet where his mouth is. So he's not just saying, Hey, don't have an abortion. He's not doing it. He's saying, I'll tell you what, why don't we just walk together in this? Let me walk with you. And others are doing it too. It's not just Kevin, there's people in Atlanta uh, and different places, but they're, they're taking what would be a grave injustice and he's creating a just society right where he is in Fort Collins, Colorado. And with what he's got to work with, he knows how to walk with people. He knows how to create baby registries. He knows how to, to connect women to resources. He knows how to get people praying. He knows how to get others organized around these women to support them right where he is with what he has to work with. So we can be thankful this Thanksgiving season. You can be thankful for Moses who helped the Israelites out of slavery to Egypt. We can give thanks to God for using Abraham Lincoln to end slavery in America. Give thanks to God for these two women in Kenya who opened the door for women in Kenya. 
Give thanks to God for Father Greg Boyle and the many people that work there in East L.A. to help people out of gangs and out of homelessness. Give thanks for the many, many parents who have sacrificed their lives to adopt children and make them their own. And give thanks to God this Thanksgiving season for my friend Kevin Williams, who is just... Uh, is God's instrument right there in Colorado, just doing it and such an inspiration to me. And he's constantly texting me and encouraging me, Michael, don't give up, keep going, don't quit. And who can you be thankful for? We always give you the email at the end of the podcast. And I ask you this question, who can you be thankful for this Thanksgiving season? Who has created a just society? And inspired you in their example. Who's done that? Well, instead of just giving thanks for, you know, money, thanks for a house and those things, and those are good that God provides those. But what about the deeper things? Just stopping to reflect this Thanksgiving season of who has changed the world. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. uh, Pope John Paul II. And others, and we just say, God, thank you for those examples. Thank you for St. Benedict Joseph LeBray. You know, thank you for St. Ambrose. Thank you for St. Philip Neri. Thank you for St. Teresa of Calcutta. And others that you say, wow, you know, God is doing it. I don't have to despair this Thanksgiving season. I actually have a ton to be thankful for because there are people who have and are creating a just society right where we are. And I want to join in with them on that. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) And this Thanksgiving season, as you enjoy the turkey and the pumpkin pie and the pecan pie and all the trimmings, the football, the family and friends, just take that moment to give thanks that God is at work in the world. And take that moment to reflect on how you can join them in creating a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.